Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, Wolf Hall to air on BBC First in Australia. Prince Harry has arrived in Australia. Two new royal stamps to commemorate the Queen's birthday and more. So stay tuned. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. Australia Post has released two new stamps to commemorate the Queen's 89th birthday in two weeks' time. Both stamps feature photos of the Queen at recent official engagements. The 70 cent stamp shows the Queen attending the Ebony Horse Club and Community Riding Centre in Brixton in October 2013 wearing a pink dress. The $2.75 stamp features a photo of the Queen at Windsor Castle in April 2014 when she met Irish President Michael D. Higgins. This time she's wearing a blue outfit. Simone Sakonofsky from Australia Post Design Studios created the stamps. Various Queen's birthday stamp packs are available at your local Australia Post outlet, online or phone 1-800-331794 for mail orders. A prestige booklet, The Queen's Hats, will also be available for sale. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal history. We have great news for Australian and American fans. Wolf Hall has aired in the United States on Sunday the 5th of April on PBS. Wolf Hall's Australian premiere will be on Saturday the 11th of April at 8.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on BBC First. So check your TV guides if you live interstate or in case of last minute schedule changes. As we mentioned on our show on the 13th of February, Wolf Hall aired in the United Kingdom in a six-part series. Now, for those who don't have access to Foxtel, the Wolf Hall DVD can be pre-ordered through JB Hi-Fi for $29.98 Australian dollars. Wolf Hall will be available for sale in Australia from the 13th of May. The Wolf Hall is an adaptation of Hilary Mantel's prize-winning historical novels, Wolf Hall, and its sequel, Bring Up the Bodies, which stars Damien Lewis as Henry VIII, Claire Foy as Anne Boleyn, and Mark Rylance as Thomas Cromwell. The six-part series tells the story of Henry VIII's court through the eyes of Thomas Cromwell, who rose from obscurity as the son of a blacksmith to be a major player in politics and intrigue at the Tudor court. The story begins in 1529. Henry VIII has been married to Catherine of Aragon for 20 years without producing a surviving male heir, and he seeks to annul his marriage so he can marry the ambitious Anne Boleyn, who is just waiting to step into Catherine's shoes as the Queen of England. This was also a time of religious upheavals, especially the Protestant Reformation, when Henry VIII breaks with Rome to declare himself head of the Church of England and the dissolution of the monasteries. According to TV Week, This is period drama at its best with beautiful costumes, moody candlelight settings and top-notch acting. However, respected historian Simon Shamar 
has told the Washington Post that Hilary Mantel went too far when it came to historical novelists writing fiction. He says, It grates a bit to accept that millions now think of Thomas Cromwell as a much maligned, misunderstood pragmatist from the school of hard knocks who got precious little thanks for doing Henry VIII's dirty work. When I was doing research for A History of Britain, the documents shouted to high heaven that Thomas Cromwell was, in fact, a detestably self-serving bullying monster who perfected state terror in England, cooked the evidence and extracted confessions by torture. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British royal family update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. Prince Harry has arrived in Canberra. He stopped at the Australian War Memorial to lay a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier and to place a poppy on the Roll of Honour wall. He also met with well wishes, including a 12-year-old boy named Ethan carrying a sign saying, Redheads rule. He has now reported for duty for his month-long secondment with the Australian Army. We have received news that Prince Harry has joined a unit in Darwin working with Indigenous soldiers in the Northern Territory. However, Prince Harry will be joining his father for Anzac Day commemorations in Turkey later this month. The Queen has also thanked the Australian soldiers for welcoming her grandson in a letter to the Australian Chief of the Defence Force. The Queen's message said, I am delighted that the long and enduring association between the Australian and British armies will be joined by the military secondment of my grandson Prince Harry. Together, our armed forces share skills, resources and resolve in order to uphold and defend our common values. In 2015, when together we commemorate the many sacrifices of our countrymen at Gallipoli a century ago, it is fitting that we can also reflect on the strength and persistence today of those common values and our professional military ties. I know that Captain Wales will benefit greatly from spending time with the Australian diggers and I thank you for welcoming him into your ranks. Elizabeth R. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. Birthday celebrations have already kicked off for Denmark's Queen Margrethe II. Queen Margrethe and Prince Consort Henrik travelled through Aarhus in an open horse coach accompanied by the Husser Guard Regiment to the City Hall. Queen Margrethe and the Prince Consort appeared on the balcony followed by a reception where other members of the Danish royal family attended, including Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary. A 75th birthday event for Queen Margrethe was held at the Concert Hall in Aarhus. Crown Prince Frederick, Crown Princess Mary and their two eldest children also attended. According to reports, Queen Margrethe is very popular and there will be more celebrations in honour of her 75th birthday. There will also be live coverage on TV2 on the 15th and the 16th of April, so if you're in Denmark, please check your TV guides. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. The 
Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall celebrated their 10th wedding anniversary this week. On the 9th of April 2005, Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles at the Windsor Guildhall before a Church of England service of blessing at St George's Chapel and a reception at Windsor Castle. The marriage had caused some controversy as the future Supreme Head of the Church of England was marrying a divorcee, which probably explains why they chose a civil ceremony. Prince Charles had needed the Queen's approval as well as the British government, the Church of England and a few others before he could marry Camilla. The Duchess of Cornwall has accompanied the Prince of Wales on state occasions and foreign visits, including Australia in 2012. I remember seeing many people wanting to shake hands with the Duchess and to welcome her to Australia outside the Sydney Opera House. Some even brought gifts, including a cake. According to Penny Junwa, Camilla just wanted to be and support the Prince of Wales. Their marriage has given them a new lease of life and she understands him perfectly, better than Diana ever did, and shares many interests, especially the countryside, painting, gardening, horses, and holidays in Scotland. Nor does Camilla ever try to upstage her husband. Unfortunately, for some hardcore Diana fans, have never forgiven Camilla for being the other woman, especially judging by some of the recent comments on our Facebook page. The Prince and the Duchess of Cornwall will be celebrating this milestone at Burkhall, their country house near Balmoral, where they spent their honeymoon. Unfortunately, we are having technical difficulties with our website and we apologise for any inconvenience. We do hope to be back up and running very soon. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Right Royal Roundup, on Twitter, and we're now on Pinterest. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.